Welcome to Destined to Be with Bishop Roberto Jamat. Bishop Jamat is an international motivational speaker and author whose mission is to empower, stimulate, educate, and bring spiritual enlightenment, guidance, and healing to all people. As senior pastor of Nazareth Christian Fellowship, located in Brooklyn, New York, he has a passion for restoring lives and motivating people to reach their full potential in God. Listen as Bishop Jamat teaches a life-changing lesson today. Stay tuned after the sermon for more information. Join us for today's message, Crazy Praise in the Valley, taken from the book of Psalms, chapter 23, verse 4. So let's go to the Word of God. Let's go to Psalms, chapter 23. I was in South Africa, and I preached this message, but I, I changed it up a little bit for today. Amen. Uh, so let's let's stand to our feet and let's read the 23rd Psalm. Let's go to the 23rd Psalm. Most of you know the 23rd Psalm by heart. Uh, it's possibly one of the uh, first things you learn from the Bible. Uh, so let's read it, uh, the 23rd Psalm. Uh, let's read it together. If you don't have my version, look up on the screen and you'll see it. Let's read it together. Here begins the reading of God's holy word. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the quiet water. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare the table before me in the presence of my enemy. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So far, the scripture. Father, thank you for your words. Hide me behind the cross. Let my flesh die. Let my spirit rise. Father, I pray that the words that come forth out of my mouth would be from your throne. That the words that come out of my mouth would be your words, Father. I pray, O oh God, that at the end of the day, we'll all say we heard from the Lord. Bless your people as they hear. Bless those over the internet and bless those who are here, God. I pray that this word would transform lives in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. You may be seated. Amen. My topic this morning is crazy praise in the valley. Crazy praise in the valley. As you know, Pastor Jamar two weeks ago preached crazy praise, and we've been running with that topic for a while now. So we're going to continue until God says stop. But the Lord gave us a prophetic word that said that if we would praise God for 10 days and the 10 days ended, uh, was it Wednesday the 10 days ended? The 10 days ended on Wednesday. And the Lord told us that in, this, in November, December, and in January, because we did a crazy praise for 10 days, that he will give us the spoils of the enemies, Amen. of our enemies. Amen. And some of us are starting to reap already our spoils from the enemy. Amen. I'm looking forward as Overseer Jamat said, we're going to end strong. We are ending yeah. strong. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to end strong. Amen, amen, amen. My, my, my key text this morning is verse 4. Verse 4 says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The 23rd Psalm is one of the most loved of all the Psalms in the Bible. And it is probably in the top three of the most recognized scriptures in the Bible. David wrote it to express his confidence in the Lord's care for him. As he reflected on that care, he realized that it was very much like the care he provided for his own sheep, David being a shepherd himself. Uh, David was familiar with how a shepherd took care of his sheep. Uh, 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 David uh, 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 wrote the 23rd Psalm uh, 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 as, 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 as an experience to the believer. The 23rd Psalm is considered one of the most popular chapters in the Bible. It is also one of the most recognized passages from the Bible. The most, uh, uh, for most people, the 23rd Psalms or the Lord's Prayer is the first passage of the Bible they ever memorize or ever learn how to pray. I remember my grandmother waking me up in the morning, waking all of us up in the morning and gathering us together by her bedside to either recite the 23rd Psalms or our Father, the Lord's Prayer. The 23rd Psalm is often read or used as a prayer at funerals. And it was uh, once recited, I say once recited, on battlefield to men or women who were mortally injured. I said once upon a time because today many are walking away from the word of God. Uh, so, you know, so we don't know what they're saying on the battlefield anymore. But in times past, uh, you will recite the 23rd Psalm to someone who was mortally wounded on the battlefield. Because most people can recite and are familiar with the Psalms. Most never take the time to understand the message uh, David was trying to convey about God in the Psalms. Some of us, because we are so familiar with the Psalms, we miss some of the points or some of the key things David is trying to have us learn about the Psalm. And one of the messages that David convey in this Psalms is the difference between a mountaintop experience and a valley experience. There's a difference between a mountaintop experience and a valley experience. Now, while David uh, says nothing about a mountaintop experience in the psalm, it is implied because he tells us about the valley experience. Hello, somebody. So knowing the difference between a mountaintop experience and a valley experience will help you become mature as a believer. It will help you become mature when you know the difference. So let's talk about mountaintop experience. Mountaintop experience are unforgettable and revelatory. They are unforgettable. When you, if you've had a mountaintop experience, you'll always Remember your mountaintop experience. They are an intimate encounter with God. 
Some believers never experience mountaintop experiences because they fail to walk through their valley experience. There are some believers who have been saved for a long time, but they've never had an intimate mountaintop relationship with Jesus. Believers who give God a crazy praise while walking through the valley uh, will always experience a mountaintop experience. So, so let me say that one more time. Let me say that one more time. Believers who give God a crazy praise while walking through your while walking through your valley experience will always have a mountaintop experience. Oh, someone say praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Watch this. A, a, a mountaintop experience don't last too long. Hello, somebody. Uh, we spend most of the time as believers walking through valleys. Now, let me say it again. We spend most of our time as believers walking through valleys. Do I have any witnesses here? Do I have any? It seems like every time you get, old, get through one valley, there is another valley. Do I have any witnesses in here? If I have a witness, say amen. Amen. As soon as we get out one valley, we're back into another valley. But, 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 but it's the process that God uses to get us to maturity. Watch this. We need a mountaintop experience. But mountaintop experiences, uh, they teach us something. They teach us some things. And, and the first thing a mountaintop experience teaches you is it gives you revelation and instructions. The Bible says that uh, Moses climbed to the mountaintop uh, uh, to appear before God. The Lord called to him from the mountain and said, Give these instructions to the family of Jacob. Announce it to the descendants of Israel. So mountaintop experience are, place, uh, are experiences when you get there, you get instructions and you get revelation from God. But you don't stay up there. Come on, come on. Hello, somebody. See, see we, we believe that, that as believers, we ought to stay in a permanent mountaintop experience. If you stay in a permanent mountaintop experience, then you're no good to nobody. Because it's just you and God all by yourself and you're not helping. You're not doing what you're designed to do. You're not doing what you're destined to do. You're not doing your purpose. Because when, the, when if you remember the apostles, when, 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 Jesus, when Jesus took the tree to the mountain and, and he was transfigured. I'll, go, I'll read the text soon, but he was transfigured. And then Peter says, let's stay up on this mountain and have fun together. And Jesus said, you know, shut your mouth, Peter. Let's go. Come on, we got to go back down. We got work to do. I got to face the cross. Mountaintop experience are a place of sacrifice. It's a place, it's a place where you give God the thing or the person you care most about. Oh, okay, y'all. See, see that's, that's, that's why some of us never experience mountaintop. is because we don't want to give God the thing that's closest to our heart. We don't want to give it to God. We don't want to sacrifice to God the thing that's dearest to us. We want to hold on to that thing. But God said to Abraham, Abraham, Abraham waited all thir almost 20 years for his son Isaac. And when Isaac finally came, he was, Abraham was over 90 years old and Sarah was in her 90s. And the two of these people, and the two of these people had a baby. God can do some stuff. God can do some stuff that make you scratch your head every once in a while. Hello, somebody. He, he took a 90-year-old man, and, a, and a, he was almost 99 years old, almost 100 years, and she was almost 90 years old, and they had a baby boy. I called him Isaac. 
Isaac mean laughter because they laughed at God. When God made him the promise, they laughed. And God said, you want to laugh at me? You're going to name that boy laughter. So every time you see him, you're going to remember that you laughed at me when I made you a promise. God has a sense of humor. You don't believe God has a sense of humor? Look at yourself in the mirror. God has a good sense of humor. So, 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 so the, the, the mountain is a place of sacrifice. Uh, it, it's a place where you give God the most precious thing in your life. God said to Abraham, Abraham, give me your son. Genesis 22 and 2 says, he said, take now your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I will tell you. So the mountain place is the place of sacrifice. It's the place where you give up something. See, in, in, in the valley, you get stuff. But in the mountains, you give it up. Hello, somebody. Uh, the mountaintop is a place where you see God as he really is. Watch this, watch this. Jesus is, 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 is ministering, and Jesus says to his two of his disciples, three of his disciples, his, his three closest to him. Jesus had three close disciples. So all y'all that think that, that all y'all should be close to me, I got news for you. Some of you will be closer than others. Don't, get, don't feel bad about that because that's just the way things are. Jesus had 12 disciples. Three were close to him. It, it, it was Peter, John, and James. They were the closest to him. He took those guys where he didn't take the others. Nothing wrong with that because you can't take everybody with you. So the Bible says uh, six days later, this is Mark 9, 2 and 3. Six days later, Jesus took him, Peter and James and John and brought them on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them and his garment became radiant and exceedingly white and no, as no launderer on earth can whiten them. So Jesus was transformed. He, he, he took off his flesh and he put on divinity. And the three disciples saw this. They saw, they, saw, they saw him as who he really was. They saw him in his divine person. Just as Moses saw God, just as Moses saw the backside of God on the mountain. The disciples see God as God really is. So when you get to a mountain experience, you see God as who God really is. Some of us don't really know who God really is. Because we have not had a mountaintop experience. Tell somebody you need a mountaintop experience. You need a experience. The way to experience the mountaintop is to walk through your valley experience. You cannot experience your mountaintop until you, until you come through your valley. Notice that David said walk through the valley. Your valley was never meant to be a permanent place. If you look at the text, if you look at the text, Psalms 23, there are some permanent places in Psalm 23. And the permanent places are green pastures. It says, it says, you make me lay down in green pastures. That's a permanent place. That means that most of our time we should be laying down in green pastures. Oh, touching as a neighbor. That's a revelation for you right there. Because you have valley experiences, which don't last forever. But they do last a long time. And then you have mountaintop experience, which don't last forever. But you should be walking or you should be resting in a green pasture experience. 
Hello. Uh, the, the, the next thing that's permanent also too is uh, it, it says that it says down here it says uh, where is it found? Uh, uh, the person of my enemy. Uh, you know it says that I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So that's where you. That's a permanent place. The house of the Lord. So when you're not in your valley or you're not in your mountain type, you're in your green pasture or you're in the house of the Lord. Pitch the neighbor. That means you're not doing your own thing. So 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 now so now so now so so valleys are, are, are low, mountains are high, but in the valley, in the in your low period is where your character is built. I right, nobody say amen. I just got I just got just got one or two people saying amen. So 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 let me talk about valley experience. Generally speaking, uh, valley experiences are indication of crisis, trouble times, or your destiny. Some of us are destined to go through the valley. Some of us are destined to go through valley after valley, after valley, after valley. In the lifetime of, of, of a believer, you are going to experience a valley moment. There are three important lessons about your valley experience. Number one, they are inevitable. A valley experience is inevitable. In other words, you're going to have one. Touch your neighbor. You will experience a valley moment. In other words, you cannot avoid your valley experience. Whoever told you that being a Christian will keep you from crisis, trouble, and hard time or hardship lied to you. Because, you know, when we first get saved, people tell us, you know, oh, this is the great, uh, being saved is the greatest thing in the world. Yes, it is. But guess what? You're going to have some trials and some tribulations. You're going to experience some hardship. If you're not experiencing hardship, maybe it's because you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Because every time you start walking in your purpose, you have some, you have some enemies who try to stop you from walking in your purpose. Every time I've decided to walk in my purpose, I've had, I've, I've had an attack. Money gets funny. Oh, y'all not listening to me. Money gets funny. People get funny. All sorts of things start happening. That's when I know that I'm walking in purpose. So, so valleys are inevitable. You're going to experience some hard time. Tell somebody, you're probably experiencing a hard time right now. Oh, you just, you just ought to give God a crazy praise if you're going through something. Because, because you have to understand is what you're going through right now, uh, as Overseer Jamat says, it has an end date. Y'all didn't hear me. Y'all, some folks, some of you didn't hear me. What you're going through right now has an end date. Oh, you ought to give God praise for that. It means because if there's an, if, if there's an end date, it means that there's someone who's controlling what's going on. And that someone is God. Every believer will face a valley experience. And the purpose for the valley experience is to push you to your mountain experience. Oh, you didn't hear me. 
The purpose of your valley experience is to push you to your mountain experience so you can get a new revelation, so things can come off of you, and so you can see God as God is. Listen, listen, James 1, uh, James 1, 3 and 4 is one of my favorite verses. says, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete. Lacking in nothing. How many you want to be? How many you want to be perfect and complete? See, see, see. Some of you, some of you just lied right here. See, so, 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 jump, jump away from your neighbor. Jump, jump from your neighbor because some, some. If you didn't raise your hand, I don't know anybody who wants don't want to be perfect. You want to be, who wants to be perfect? See, some, some of you look at me like Bishop. You, you, you're lying yourself to, 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 to. I want to be perfect. Hello. I want to be perfect. Who wants to be imperfect? I want to be complete. That's, that's, that's a promise God made to us. He said, let endurance have its what? Perfect result so that you may be what? Perfect and complete. Lacking in. When you're perfect and complete, you lack nothing. You don't like money. You don't like joy. You don't like happiness. You are happy because what? You are perfect and complete. But you've got to let endurance do its thing. Have fun as a neighbor. Let endurance do its thing. Oh, come on. Somebody praise God. So, 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 so. So, so let me break this text down for a little bit. Let me break this text down. Uh, 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 to be on the trial or in the valley means that you are in the process. The process produces endurance, and it is endurance that produces perfect character that God wants in your life. The character, the kind of character that God wants in your life is only produced through your endurance. You got to stay in it. Tell somebody you got to stay in it. So, so what's it? Staying in the process and allowing the process to create endurance in your life. The Greek word for endurance is hupomoni, meaning to remain behind. In other words, to stay in the process. I know it's hard right now. I know what you're going through right now is hard. It's difficult. It's hard because you've been through this before. You say, why do I have to keep going through the same stuff over and over again? I know it's hard, but guess what? If you stay in the process. Tell somebody stay in the process. Stay, stay, stay in the process. You're going to see the result. You're going to see it. You're going to see the result. Your endurance will perfect your faith and complete your character. Two words I want to stress from this verse. First is the word perfect. It says, let, let endurance have its perfect result. The Greek word for perfect is teleos, meaning having reached its end. When something is perfect, it comes to an end. It's complete. Have you ever baked a cake and pulled the cake out too soon? How many bakers you got? 
you, you pull that, 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 that cake out of the oven and it's not, it's not really ready. It either falls in the middle or when you cut it, it's raw in the middle. And nobody wants to eat that stuff. You got to stay in the process till it's completed. Nothing you do in life can be done halfway. It has to be done completely. You have to do it completely. Amen? Amen. I, I asked Mama Jerry once, Mama Jerry, how do you make bakes, Mama Jerry? She said, Bishop, one day I'm going to show you. I'm still waiting for her to show me. And I try to make bakes on my own. Hello? But there's something in the process that I am doing, in the process of making a bake, that she does differently. And she gets a different result. Because she does it differently than I do it. See, I, I don't know what I do. I know my bakes, they, they taste good. But they're not fluffy like Mama Jerry's bakes. So there's something I'm doing in the process that's not getting me the results that I want. You have to understand if you stay in God's process, the results of your life will be God's will for your life. Your life will be perfect. His perfect will will be manifested in your life. Touch this, neighbor. We want perfection. We want perfection. So in order to get perfection, you got to stay in the process. Tell somebody, stay in the process. Stay in the process. Stay till you're finished. Stay till you're finished baking. Hello, it may be hot in the oven. Oh, God, it may be hot. It may be hot, but you got to stay there. You got to stay. You got to stay till it's over with. And then, then the second word I want to pay, I want to draw attention to the second word is this. The second word, the other word is complete. Perfect, complete. You would think that if you're perfect, you're already complete. But the Greek word for perfect means stay till it's complete, stay till the end. Now, this word complete, right, it says, it, 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 it means, it's, it's, it's a Greek word, holokleros, which is a compound word made up of two Greek words. The first Greek word is holos, meaning whole, and the second word is kleros, meaning allotted to you allotted to you. So what you are going through is common to you. And, and, and the purpose for, for why you're going through what you're going through is for you. What, what's happening to you right now is unique to you. See, see, others may have been through the same thing that you're going through, but whatever you're going through is unique to you. Amen. See, I can encourage you and tell you that I overcame what you're going through right now. But what you're going through is only unique to you. That's why you, you need to stop telling people, I know what you're going through. Because you don't really know what I'm going through. So you may have an idea of what I'm going through, but my process is different than your process. So you can't tell me, you can encourage me by giving me a testimony as to how you overcame, but I have to go through it for myself. See, see, we, see, we can tell our children the good stuff, but it's up to them to grab a hold of what we are saying and live the life that we're trying to help them to live. I can't walk through the, the steps with them. I just can tell them about them, but they have to walk through it on their own. Because each of us go through something on our own. We are all unique. 
When, they made, when God made me, the mold was broken. There's no two like me. I'm unique. I'm me. And you can't change me. Ask my wife. She's been trying to change me for 40-something years. She can't change me. Hello? Because I am who God made me to be. So she's a neighbor. You are who God made you to be. You're unique. You, you, you're so unique. Oh, so, so, but, but what God wants you to do now is God wants you to be perfect. And he wants to be the perfect and complete you. Lacking nothing. But you get that when you walk through the valley. You got to walk through the valley. Say through the valley. Through the valley. You got to walk through the valley. Through the valley. Now, putting these two words together, perfect and complete means that I must walk through the valley until the purpose for the valley is completed. Now, I got to talk about purpose. Uh, remember that purpose is walking in what God has called you to be. God said to Adam, Adam, be fruitful and multiply. He said, Adam, be. Be the keeper of this garden. Name all the animals. Be, be, be a man. So Adam was designed. That was Adam's purpose. You have got to walk through the valley until you get your purpose, until you begin to walk in your purpose. Now that you know uh, the valley is inevitable, let me give you some reason why you experience valleys. Because not every valley we are walking through is God's will. Some valleys are caused by your disobedience and wanting to have your own way. Hello, somebody. Uh, 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 the book of Isaiah, in Isaiah uh, 53 and 6, it says, For all, all of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own, yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. Some of us, like, some of us want, when I was growing up, they called us own way. Your own way. You want to have your own way. Some of you just want to have your own way. You don't want to do what God has called you to do. Jonah is a perfect example. Jonah, see, Jonah, Jonah you all know the story of Jonah, right? Okay, you know, some people say, well, that's just a little story. It don't mean nothing. Uh, 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 Jonah, it's just a, somebody put that story in the Bible that's not real. Well, let me tell you why it's real. Because Jesus said, just as Jonah was in the belly of the fish, for three days, so must the Son of Man be in the belly of the earth. So if Jesus mentions Jonah, he validates Jonah. And Jonah was a perfect example of someone who wants to do his own thing. See, God said to Jonah, Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh. And I want you to preach to Nineveh because they're going to be saved through your preaching. Jonah says, hell no. That's what he said. Jonah said, hell no, I hate them Ninevites. The Ninevites are a cruel bunch of people. Hello? So, so, let me, so, so, so can I talk to you personally? Think about the person you hate the most. Oh, here we go. See, y'all got, got quiet on me now. See? Bishop, I don't hate nobody. You'd lie. 
I love everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You like to think you love everybody, but there are some people that, you know, if they come too close to you, you're going to go. So if that person, uh, you got that picture that person in your mind? Because we all got that person in our mind. Now think of it this way. If God were to say to you, go preach to that person, what would you do? It'd be just like Jonah. I said, hell no. I ain't going. Oh, no, 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 no. God, that's not the way you move, God. You don't move that way, God. So Jonah decided, you know, Jonah said, I'm not going to preach to them people. I'm going to the other way. In other words, Nineveh was in the east. Jonah, Jonah went in the west. He went the opposite direction. But God has a way of bringing you out. God put Jonah in one of the worst valleys inside the belly of a fish. Stop saying whale. There ain't no whale. Fish. Scriptures say fish. Fish. Not one of the fish you catch and eat, but it was a fish. Not a whale. Okay? So, so now Jonah's in the whale or in the fish. See, y'all got me saying whale now, see? Jonah's in the fish. He's in the fish. Right? He's in his valley. But what he's doing in his valley? He's praising God. He begins to look toward God and say, Lord, I bless you. Lord, I praise you. And all of a sudden, the fish gets a stomachache and spits him out. And Jonah gets up, walks through Nineveh, preaches the gospel. The whole city gets saved. And Jonah goes on a mountain and sulks. Because he didn't want to do what God called him to do. Watch this. Even though Jonah did what God wanted him to do, he still was angry and went and sulked. So doing God's purpose, doing God's will, don't mean that I'm good. All right, okay. Can, can I, let, me, let, me, let me move on. Number two, most valley experiences are God. God brings you through a valley experience. When God leads you into a valley, you can rest because it's God who is leading you. And if God is leading you through the valley, you're going to be fine. Because God knows the plans that he has for you. Plans for success and not for failure. So when God walks you through a valley, you're good. Because God is with you. He's going to take you through the valley. When God leads you into the valley, he will also lead you through the valley. And he will walk with you in the valley. How many know God is walking with you? Amen. See, sometimes I wish I want to, I, I, sometimes I want to run through my valleys. How many want to run through your valley? But, but, but running through is not the formula. The formula is walking through the valley. Because if you run through, you may miss something. You got, you got to walk through the valley. Because the, when you walk through the valley, God is walking with you. He's walking side by side with you. But here's a promise about walking through the valley. I experienced the Lord is with me. He is with me. He is with me in the valley. So if you're in a valley right now, God is with you. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor. God is with you. The second thing about a valley is they're painful. Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? Valleys are painful. Some experiences we go through in Christ are very painful. 
But one thing it allow it, one thing you should never allow is for your pain to become bitterness. Because if your pain becomes bitterness, you'll miss all that God wants you, wants to happen in your life. Because bitterness will kill everything about your destiny. Valleys are painful. Most valleys are painful. And each of us deal with pain differently. The third thing about a valley, valley experiences are about valley experiences test your character. The valley experience. Uh, is the place of testing, a place of discovery, and a place of learning. You discover who you really are in the valley. Some of us think we are something until we get to a valley. And once we get into the valley, then we find out who the real people, who the real person are, who the real you is. It's a place where you discover God as a provider, God as a keeper, and God as a sustainer. In the valley, not on the mountaintop, in the valley. You see, see, in the valley, see, when you get to the mountaintop, you already know what God can do. You learn that in the valley. You got to get through your valley. It's in the valley where you learn God as a provider. It's in the valley where you learn God as a sustainer. It's in the valley where you learn that God will take care of you. So, 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 so let me give you some valley lessons and I'm done. Some valley lessons and I'm done. Ready? Uh, the valley is a place of discovery. It's a place of, uh, of discovering my character. It's a place of discovering my purpose. I love this proverb. Bring this proverb up. Uh, uh, Proverbs 24 and 10 in the, in the, um, in the um, message version. It says, if you fall to pieces in crisis, there was... There wasn't much to you in the first place. I love this text. I discovered this text when I started reading the message version. Because it doesn't make any sense in the King James Version. Well, when I read it in the message version, it made a whole lot of sense to me here. Because when you fall to pieces in your valley moment, there's not much to you anyway. You want to prove somebody's character? Put him through something. Go through something. Lose your house. Lose your car. Lose your husband. Lose your wife. And see if you can still praise God. Hello? Come on, lose everything. Lose your dignity. Lose your pride. Oh, pride is good to lose, but some of us Lose some things. And let's see if you can still praise God. Can you still praise God when everybody is against you? Can you still praise God when you lost your job? Can you still praise God when they call you into the office and they say to you, you're fired and you did not expect it and you have no money in the bank and your rent is three months behind to begin with? Can you still praise God? Or who am I talking to? You see, because it's, it's in the valley where you learn who you really are. And, and, if, and if you can't praise God in the valley, if you can't give God a crazy praise in the valley, yeah. you can't get to the mountaintop. Yeah. Because it's, 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 it's in the valley where you learn who you really are. 
See, some of us, we, 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 we are good until we are good when everything is good. But when everything goes bad, when, when, when someone we love that's close to us, God takes them or they die, can you still praise Who am I talking to in here? Can you still give God glory when everything you put your trust in fail you? Can you still say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I magnify your name, Lord. I exalt your name, Lord. I don't know where my next dime is coming from, Lord, but I'm going to praise you anyhow. Can you praise God when they hook up your car and they're taking your car from you and you have no way to get that car back? Can you still raise your hand and say, praise the Lord? Can you still walk into his temple? Can you still walk into his house? And can you still say, Lord, I praise you? Oh. Can you still God a crazy praise? Can you still give God a crazy praise when everything goes south? Oh, come on, somebody ought to praise him. Because you're going through something right now. When your family abandons you, when your husband abandons you, when your wife abandons you, can you still raise your hand and say, praise the Lord? Oh, hallelujah. Somebody give God a crazy praise. Give God a crazy praise in your valley. Give God a crazy praise in your valley. Watch this. Your healing starts in the valley. Oh, some of us, we, 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 we sick or, or, or we get the bad news. We go to the doctor and the, the doctor says the report's cancer. Can you still praise God after you got the second opinion and the third opinion and it's still cancer? Can you still raise your hands and can you still say, Lord, I bless you? Can you still praise God when they say, doctors say, I can't do anything for you. Can you still praise God? Can you still lift your hand when you're walking through a valley of sickness? Can you still say, yes, Lord? Can you still lift your hands and praise God? Can you praise God in the valley? Because your, your healing begins the minute you start to praise God. Oh, y'all been hearing me. Your healing begins when you start to give God praise. That's when your healing begins. It begins when you start to praise God. Oh, somebody ought to jump up and give God some praise right now. Because if I can praise him in the valley, I can worship him on the mountain. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. Y'all didn't hear me. If I can praise him in the valley, I can worship him on the mountain. Oh, come on. Somebody give God a crazy praise. Watch this. Let me wrap this up real quick. I've been preaching too long now. Here, here, here it goes. Watch this. My attitude in the valley determines my altitude 
on the mountaintop. Let me say it again. My attitude in the valley determines my altitude on the mountain. In other words, how I react in the valley determines how high I go on the mountain. Ah, uh, you see, you got to stop. You got to, you got to stop complaining. You got to, you see, 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 when you when you're in the valley, you got to not focus on what's around you in the valley. You got to not focus on the problems in the valley. You got to not focus on what's going on in the valley. You got to keep your focus on God and not what is going on in the valley. When you keep your focus on what's going on in the valley and you take your focus off God, you miss God praising God because you're so preoccupied looking at what's going on in the valley that you forget that God is with you in the valley. Focus on the Lord while you're going through the valley. And if your focus stays on the Lord, you can go through anything in the valley. So just say, neighbor, keep your focus on Christ. Oh, praise God, somebody. Come on, give him some praise. Give him some praise. This year, Nazareth, we've been through so much. Now, Nazareth, we've been through some valley stuff in Nazareth. Man, money was funny. We didn't know whether we had payroll or not. We didn't know whether we could pay the rent or pay the light bill or pay the gas bill. We didn't know none of that stuff. But we kept our focus on Jesus. Y'all not hearing me. Y'all not hearing me. We kept our focus on Jesus. We kept our focus on Jesus. And God came through for us every moment. Why? Because we walked through the valley with him. Such as a neighbor walked through the valley. Walk. Through the valley, walk through the valley, walk, walk through the valley. Come on, tell your neighbor, walk through the valley. Tell your neighbor, walk through the valley. I'm walking through, I'm walking through, I'm walking. I'm walking through the valley, I'm walking. I'm walking through the valley. This sickness is not going to kill me. I'm walking through this sickness. I'm walking through this pain. I'm walking through this setback. I'm walking through. Oh, come on, praise him, praise him. Come on, praise him. I'm done. Listen, watch this. How I respond in the valley, how I respond. Let me first, let me tell you how not to respond in the valley. Don't focus on the condition in the valley. Remember, you are just walking through. It's not a permanent situation. It's only transitory. Don't complain in the valley. Your complaint is evidence of your lack of faith. It says, therefore, 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7 says, therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in proper time, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. See, in the valley, you don't complain. In the valley, you cast all your cares and all your anxiety on him because he cares. And, and I like what the text says. It says, in the proper time. Listen, 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 listen. God is a God of time. Watch this. God doesn't live or exists in time. He just steps into time for us. But he lives outside of time. God sees your past, 
your present, and your future all at the same time. God knows your end even before your beginning. So, so God knows that what you're going through has an expiration date or an end date. Y'all not hear me. It has an expiration date or an end date. Why? Because God sees it. He knows a thing before it starts. He knows a thing before it begins. Oh, y'all not hearing me here. So God knows when you're coming out. Touch your neighbor. Say, say, neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. Because God has set a date. God has set a time. God has set a season when I'm coming out. And I believe that my season is now. If you believe that, give God some crazy praise in here. Listen, listen. I know, I know I'm up in age now. And there's some things that God has promised me. And I haven't seen them yet. But I know beyond the shadow of a doubt. That I'm about to reap some stuff. That God has promised me. It's about to happen. It's about to happen. Because I believe I'm going to see it before I close my eyes. You got to believe. You got to believe. That's why I'm praising God in the process. I'm praising God. In the process, I'm not giving up. Why? Because it's my season. Touch this is the neighbor. My season, my season, my season. Oh, say it like you mean it. Say it like you mean it. My season, my my season, my my season. Come on, tell somebody my season. Tell somebody across the aisle my season. Hallelujah. Oh, some of you don't believe it. 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 I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Ah, I just need five. I just need five people. Five people to agree with me. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, 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 glory. Make this declaration and I am done. Tell two or three people, I'm going through the valley with a crazy praise. Come on, tell two or three people, I'm going through the valley with a crazy praise. I'm going through the valley with a crazy praise. I'm going through the valley with a crazy praise. I'm going through the valley. Hallelujah. Come on, praise him. Praise him.
Come on, don't stop. valley if you are in the valley if you are in a valley if you are in the process just give God a crazy praise Hallelujah. Listen, listen. Stop complaining. Stop complaining. Some of you complain too much. Get rid of that complaining attitude. Replace that complaining attitude with a crazy praise attitude. I was walking on this trail I found. And as I was walking, I began to give God a crazy praise. And people were walking by looking at me like, uh, like if I was crazy. But I didn't care because I understood that the more I gave God praise, the more things began to fall in place just for me. So I made my mind, I'm not complaining. If the church is empty, I'm not complaining. I'm going to give God a crazy praise. If the money goes down, I'm going to give God a crazy praise. Hello, somebody. I don't care what happens, I'm going to give God a crazy praise. I don't care what the doctors say, I'm going to give God a crazy praise. I don't care what my employer says, I'm going to give God a crazy praise. Because this is my season and I'm coming out. I'm coming out, it's, the end date is already set. And all I got to do is praise God until the end date. Somebody, give God one last crazy praise. pray that you were blessed by today's word. To receive this sermon, please visit brjministries.org. While there, you may also sign up for Bishop Jamat's free publications or purchase one of his many books, including his bestseller, The Spiritual Iron Man 40-Day Training Manual. Follow Bishop Jamat on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BRJ Ministries. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, please write us at BRJ Ministries. 
576 Ralph Avenue, Suite 2, Brooklyn, New York, 11233. Or email us at radio at org. You may also call us at 855-JAMAT. That's 855-536-6688. If you are in the New York City area, you may visit Bishop Jamat Sundays at 11 a.m. We are located at 576 Ralph Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. This broadcast is made possible by your prayers and the generous financial contribution of our friends and supporters. To become a friend or supporter of this ministry, please visit brjministries.org and click on the donate icon. Every financial gift you give to this ministry helps us continue this broadcast. Here again is Bishop Roberto Jamat. Hello, my friend. This is Bishop Roberto Jamat. I just want to say thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope that the sermon has blessed your heart and challenged you to become all that God has destined you to be. If this broadcast has blessed your heart, remember to share it with a friend. Remember, these podcasts are made possible because of your prayer and your generous donation. Any donation to this ministry helps us continue to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you want to donate to this ministry, you can visit the website brjministries.org and click on the donate button. Until I hear from you, be blessed and remember, be all that God has destined you to be.